in you, Lord, to go out and accomplish that which you sent it for to do and not return unto you void. So we believe, we receive that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would anoint me and speak through me your word, and that this will go out as living seeds of truth sown in a good fertile soil of hearts and minds and lives all over, around the world. May you prepare, your Holy Spirit, prepare people to be good soil, and this word will settle into them and be watered by the Holy Spirit, take root, grow, and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains until Jesus comes. Let there be a washing of the water word. Let there be light of truth that shines out and dispels all the darkness, lies, evil, and deception of the enemy and brings truth. Let your word be a hammer that breaks down strongholds and a sword that cuts away what needs to go. We thank you for the power of your word. And we thank you, Lord, for everything being accomplished through this word, that there will be great faith in people's hearts tonight. Lord, I ask you to anoint their eyes and ears and give them good fertile soil and help us by your Holy Spirit to be locked in to give you our best ear, our full attention, and to get everything out of the Word tonight that's your will to be done right now. We thank you, Lord, for it. Help us, Lord. Open us up to revelation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, and I'm going to preach this. This is not long. If we could kill the music and y'all get ready, help me out here. All right, the message of this is faith to receive because I'm closing out the covenant series. And several weeks back, I started this series, and I did a series, and I started it on this the covenant meal and i dealt with the communion table and then i dealt with a lot of different things throughout the series because we were going to do a church fast and i knew that god wanted to do a deep work in all of us and i'm telling you something you know even as the pastor god really did do a deep work in me during this fast as well big time and so god's done a work in all of us last week we really came and consecrated our lives that was one of the most powerful services and i'm going to tell you in the altar time you guys receive something significant so i'm going to close out this series with this sermon faith to receive all right here we go jesus as they were passing by in the morning they saw the fig tree withered from the roots and being reminded peter said to him rabbi look the fig tree which you cursed is withered and jesus answered, saying to him have faith in god Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up, cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, look at this, believe you have received it, and it will be granted to you. So this is how I want to end this series with helping people understand what faith is. Whenever you stand, Jesus then goes on to say, he's showing us, that it, you got to deal with your stuff. Okay? He's saying, whenever you stand praying, forgive those if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. So I want you to notice this. Jesus said, if you will not doubt in your hearts, but you'll believe that you have received it, it will be yours. But he also said, you've got to keep speaking to the mountain. And so what people have to understand is faith is not waiting until you feel different, waiting until you see something change, and then you're going to believe it. That's not faith. Most people do not really, in the body of Christ, it's not their fault, it's just that they're not taught. But they don't know how to believe they have received something by faith. And so that's where I'm coming from today. Now, let me back up and recap for a moment. Over this series, 
I talked about different things, but God is faithful to his covenant and to answer our prayers that's offered in faith. But we have to be willing to deal with things. You remember through this series, I talked about make sure and check yourself. Is there sin? Is there unforgiveness? Let God do a deep work in you during this fast. I talked about a preacher's sermon on veils that separate us from God, rending every veil. And then I talked recently about mental strongholds, how, the, how many of us have, without realizing it, think so much like the world and handle things like the world does instead of believing God's word. And it's mental strongholds that God wants to pull those things down. And I talked about this during the fast because I wanted people to really pray about it. And during the fast that God could really speak to us. But also, here's what I want to talk about briefly. Pet doctrines and traditions of men. Many times there's pet doctrines and traditions of men that have crept in. And it's in different churches, different denominations. And these things are not the word of God. It's just pet doctrines. But they'll say that it's the word of God and they'll talk about it like it's the word of God. But it's not true doctrine. It's pet doctrines. And it will pass down lines like generationally, like a generational curse. It'll pass down lines. It'll go from parent to child. You know, it goes from, from one pastor to the next pastor. It's in denominations. It travels down lines. And it's traditions of men. It's pet doctrines. And some of the things I've seen, there's, this is definitely not um, exhaustive. This is just a couple. But I've seen one of them is a very biased against deliverance in some circles that they don't believe that christians need to get delivered of anything which is sad that they believe that because it's not true and many times those people will stay in bondage because of that pet doctrine and that tradition of man but at the same time they'll use the word of god and they'll pervert the word of god to back up their little pet doctrine that's clearly wrong and another one is people are against faith healing you'd be surprised how many groups out there don't believe in healing today and I could go on and on, but these are just a couple to give you an example. But during this time, as God is doing a deep work in us, I want you that are taking notes, I want you to really pray about this and circle those things. Let God show you by His Holy Spirit, is there sin, unforgiveness, is there veils, is there mental strongholds, is there pet doctrines and traditions of men that are not of God, it's not the truth, but it's something that you've been taught. Many people have been told things, and they believe it to be true, but they've never searched it out for themselves. Pray about it, and let God do a work in your life, and purge that out of you. Jesus talked about these traditions of men. This is what got Jesus crossways with the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees of Jesus' day, they knew the Bible, but they added to it. They had all kinds of traditions of men. What they did was, they, the Bible would say, don't do this. But then they would add about 20 other things to create a buffer around that. To where you would have to break about 10 traditions of men before you even had the opportunity to sin. And Jesus just didn't honor their traditions. And they got really upset with him. I mean, this is how silly things are when you deal with a religious spirit. There was actually a debate back then among the Pharisees. Well, they said, you know, on the Sabbath, you can, you can spit on the ground. That's fine. Okay? But if you spit on the ground and you rub it with your foot, where you're like, you know, covering it up and you're digging a little trench there with your foot, 
And he said, that's work, and it's a tradition of man, and you're going to get, I mean, you know, it's work, and you're going to be in trouble with the Sanhedrin or whatever. This is how, this, I'm just saying, and Jesus just did not honor their traditions. But how many people today, without even realizing, I'm telling you, this is a serious problem in the body that I can't get into tonight, but we're going to deal with it in an upcoming series I'm going to do. I'm going to deal with a religious spirit. But a religious spirit is very deadly. It is a very serious issue. It, it really destroys many people's lives. But Jesus said about this religious spirit, he said, watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Because here we are at Passover where we're, you know, purging the leaven out, so to speak. It speaks of sin being purged out. But Jesus taught that what the Pharisees had was leaven. Their teaching was full of leaven. In Mark 7, 13, Jesus said that they make the word of God of none effect through their tradition, which they have delivered. He rebuked them for that. And so the Pharisees, you're dealing with all this legalism, but I've got a question. As I'm preaching this, a lot of people probably aren't really thinking about it, but I I believe the Holy Spirit to help people. But how many things have you been told, how many things have you been taught that actually is not even true? It's not even in the Word. I want you to think about it. How much of of an influence of a religious spirit has had in your life that, that you don't even realize is there, but it is there? And God wants to purge that leaven out of you. If you'll really pray and ask God to do it, God will begin to show you those things. He'll begin to pull those things down and purge it out of your life. All right, so here's what I want to close with is faith to receive. See, a lot of people don't realize how important it is to believe you have received something. When you come down and get prayer, it's like tonight we're going to pray for people. There is such an anointing of the Lord that's flowing and there's such a thick atmosphere of glory that what we need from God is readily available. It really is. And it's there, but just like the woman with the issue of blood, she was desperate and she began to crawl and she reached out and she grabbed the the hem of Jesus' garment, which was the corner of his tallit, prayer shawl, She grabbed that in faith. And when she did, you have to understand something. She believed she received it right then. And healing virtue flowed into her. I could give a lot of stories. I've already given some. But I remember talking about um, this preacher said that when he was young in the Lord, God showed him, though, the scripture about believing you have received it. And he knew that he had had something happen, though he was young, where part of his face was paralyzed. You guys remember this story. He didn't know what happened. He just woke up and it was like that. And so he was going to this particular church that really didn't believe in the power of God. They never anointed anybody with oil. They didn't believe in healing per se. They weren't against it, but they just didn't pray for the sick and they didn't really know what to think about it, you know. But that was his home church at the time. And the Bible promises us that if the elders anoint with oil, the prayer of faith will bring healing to the sick. And so he prayed about this. He said, Lord, you promised me in your word that if my pastor, being an elder of the church, if he anoints me with oil and prays for me, that I'll be healed. And so he goes to the pastor, and he, he shows him that scripture and says, I want you to anoint me with oil, and I want you to pray for me tonight. And the pastor is saying, well, we never really do that. And he said, I know. I just want you to do it anyway. 
And the pastor was like, well, and, and he interrupted him and said, now listen, brother. He said, I'm not asking you to believe. I'm just asking you to put oil on my head and pray for me. I believe. And he went to the pastor, and the pastor said, okay, hey, you know, whatever. So after the service, it was a Wednesday night. It was just like a teaching thing. There wasn't a strong anointing at all. There was nothing really going on as far as the Holy Spirit moving in the altar. But he comes up, the pastor anoints him with oil, and just prays for his healing. And he says, I believe I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And he walks out. Now, you've got to understand, there was no change in the natural. His face still looked the same. He did not feel some great anointing. He didn't go by feelings. He didn't go by sight. In fact, his friends that saw him when he came out, because they knew he was going to go get prayer, they're like poking his face, you know. It looks the same, man. I don't know if anything's changed. You know, they're like poking it. And he says, leave me alone. I believe I have received it. Don't worry about it. And just like this scripture, he believed he had received healing when the pastor prayed for him, although nothing's changed in the natural. But he kept speaking to the mountain. He kept saying, he didn't doubt in his heart, he kept speaking that I am healed by faith. My face will line up with the word of God and things will be fine. Don't worry about it. And his friends were full of doubt and unbelief. Man, they just kept on poking him. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, after a few days, he wakes up one day and his face was back to normal. There's so many different stories I could tell, but I'm trying to get people in River of Life to begin to understand how faith works. A lot of people want to go down and get prayer, and when they feel something or see something, then after that, they say, oh, I'm healed. That's not faith. How many knows that it takes no faith that once something is already done to then go, hey, I believe now. That's not faith. That's living by sight and how you feel. And um, I was reading this. Uh, Derek Prince was talking about this principle. He said that there's, there's asking, there's receiving, and then there's actually having. And he explained it. He said, first, you ask. Second, you believe you have received it. Then later, you'll actually have what you're praying about. Do you see what I'm saying? There has to be a faith first. Then there'll be what you're believing for come. And many people don't understand this principle, and so they come down, they get prayer, and they don't realize that it's so available right now. Don't go by how you feel. Don't go by how, what you see. Don't go by things in the natural. Just believe you have received it in Jesus' name and stand on that. And if you'll really believe that in your heart and begin to speak that out of your mouth. But some people will go out and something happened, man. It really happened. But they'll go right out and they'll look and it's not any different. And they say, well, I guess nothing happened. And they're stopping the progress. Let me give you another story to show because some stories help people. There was a lady, Derek Prince said he went to this particular lady, and I think some of you read this because I posted this on Facebook, okay? But her back had a curvature of the spine, and then she had an injury. And she had fallen down some steps, and she injured her vertebrae right where it curves. It was really painful. And he goes to her to pray, and he believed right then she was healed. And he said that nothing changed in the natural, though. 
But he said she's a woman of faith, and she believed when he prayed for her, she was healed. She just believed she received it right then. But in the natural, her back was still curved. She still had pain. But she kept speaking out every day. She kept speaking that I am healed. When Brother Derek Prince prayed for me, we agreed together as two agreeing. The Bible says that, you know, he'll lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. I just believe I'm healed, and I'm not going to worry about it. And she kept speaking that. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you guys correct me, I think it was a couple months later, a couple weeks, but it was quite a while later, she was at a church service, and the Spirit of God just fell, and people were praising God, and some people were dancing, really getting free. And she didn't even think about it. She just jumped up and started praising God, and her back was totally healed. Not only was the injury healed, which what they really prayed for was the vertebrae that was damaged, but also the curvature of her spine that she had from childhood was completely, perfectly straight. She was totally healed. And see, here's the thing. People will pray, and I want you to look at this illustration, okay? Here's, on my right hand is people that are praying. And they believe God. They believe, God, you are able. I believe your word says that you want to do it. I believe you. And they go in faith. And then you have God over here who wants them to receive just as much as they want it. It may be more. But see, for these two to make the connection, that person is going to have to say, Lord, I believe I receive it right now. Boom, the connection's made. It's just like plugging something into an outlet. You have the plug in your hand. And it's like God is like that source of electricity. The power is available. But it takes the connection to be made. The connection's made through faith. Not feelings. Not sight. It's made by faith. Then, once the connection's made, then the power starts flowing. And the reason why I'm speaking a lot on faith is because I believe in River of Life. We've been praying about different things, but God has some major, major breakthroughs for some people. I'm telling you guys, some major miracles and breakthroughs for some people, but the only way that you're going to get it, a lot of times, is by faith. You have to believe you receive it. And so, many times, people don't realize how much is available. So when you come and get prayer, today and in the future, try to let this sink into your spirit. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And as I preach this tonight, there's an element there of some kind of faith getting into your heart that God wants that to be there and to be sustained. But see, the Bible says through faith and patience, you possess the promises. As many times, you don't necessarily get, you, you believe you receive it by faith, but you don't see a change. And so it takes patience Amen. It takes patience to keep speaking out, Lord, I thank you that I have this. It is manifesting in my life, and my life will line up with the promise of God in this area. I thank you, Lord. And to stay in faith. And as you do, here's what will happen. As you stay in faith and you keep speaking faith, God will begin to show you if there is a hindrance to this miracle, God will deal with you about it. He'll show you a hidden sin. He'll show you unforgiveness. He'll show you maybe a generational curse. He'll show you maybe spiritual warfare. He'll show you something that needs to be dealt with. Maybe it's inner healing. It could be any number of things. But God, in that process of faith, you're plugged in. You've already believed you received it. 
And you're speaking that out. It's done. But see, in that process of faith, that you're walking in faith and you're having patience, God will begin to show you things that maybe are hindering the actual manifestation of it in the natural. And once that's cleared out, it'll happen. Let me tell you the difference, and I'll close with this, the difference between hope and faith. Hope is future tense. Hope says, I know God will heal me one day. Or they'll pray about a financial need and they'll say, let's pray and agree. Okay, I hope it works out. You see what I'm saying? That's not really faith. That's hope. There's nothing wrong with hope, but hope is not faith. They're two different things. Hope says one day it might happen. Faith says I believe I receive it right now. And sometimes things are instantaneous. There's many times I've prayed with people that, I'll I'll give two different occasions, but I've prayed with people that have instantaneously got a miracle, instantaneously got delivered to something or something right then. But I've also prayed with people, and I've told them, take it by faith, and then later it happened. Like, for example, there was a young lady. I was praying for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it's received by faith, Galatians 3, 13 through 14, and we receive the Spirit by faith. And so I always tell people, I'm praying for you, and you're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Tongues will come. Don't worry about that. But you're going to receive it when we pray. And I prayed for them. And this young lady came to me like a couple weeks later and told me. She said, said, Pastor Scott, listen to this. She said, you prayed for me. And like two weeks later, I was on an airplane going to visit my family in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she said, I had some, some worship going, and I had these earphones on. And I was just, and she said, all of a sudden, for no reason, I just started crying And I felt the power of God so strong. And she said, tongues just started coming out of my mouth. But see, that's the having. That's the, she received it when we prayed. You see what I'm saying? She received it then. But the, it manifested itself in the natural, so to speak, later. I remember one time I was praying for young people and I, and I prayed for this, this lady, this young lady. It really bothered me because they were all teenagers, and they were out, you know, all of her friends and stuff were out there like, playing soccer and stuff. And she went out there, and I've come to find out she had had a snowboard accident that damaged her knees. She couldn't play. And that really bothered me because I don't, you know, somebody that young, not being able to go out and play sports, it was really, really sad. So anyway, we had a service later, and I went through and just simply prayed. Uh, you know, there was a lady helping me pray. We, we, we put our hands on her knees and just simply prayed. And I said, we believe that it's done, okay? She didn't act like she felt anything. And I left, and I didn't see them till several days later. I'd come back, and she'd come running up to me so excited. And she said, all the pain's gone. I'm totally healed. She said, I've been out playing soccer and everything. I'm fine. So it's, there's a lot of stories. I could keep going and going and going and going here, but it's received by faith. There's, there's people, my wife and I pray for people about deliverance. And we've prayed for people. And we walk them down. There's a deliverance questionnaire I encourage people to do because it's thorough, you know. And we walk them through that where they renounce things. They pray about stuff. They, they get under the blood. They, they break everything off their life, generational stuff. I've heard so many people. I mean, we've prayed for so many people. I've lost count. I mean, hundreds. But so many people have said that they uh, feel lighter. They feel clean. They feel different. But there's been people, too, that just simply we prayed with them. And right then and there, there's been times that instantaneously 
something left their life and they were delivered right there instantly. But there's other times that we prayed with them and they left and they were delivered over a course of a couple weeks. They would tell us, they come back later and say, I felt just stuff leaving my life. And they go back to the doctor and some incurable disease was gone or like the mental illness they had disappeared. They don't need meds anymore. You see what I'm saying? There was one lady that had been so abused, I can't get into it, but she had been so abused throughout her whole life. It was really bad. I listened to a story. It was so bad that it was actually hard to believe that one person could go through that much. And she was there, and she, she was just so hurt in life. And we had prayed with her, and it helped her to forgive everybody, and they go through deliverance. And she said for about two weeks she felt kind of nauseous because stuff was leaving her life. And it was like all this poison of bitterness was leaving her, apparently. She said that God so delivered her from all that, she couldn't even hardly remember it, literally. Like, she couldn't, it's like God erased the pain. She said, I, I know it happened, but it's like I don't even really remember it anymore. She looked totally different. She looked like a different person. She said that something broke, and that even her relationship with her son, I think she had two sons, that God had already began to completely restore that. I mean, it was like a major miracle, a major breakthrough in her life. But it's received by faith. So I always tell people when I pray for them, believe you have received it over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, whatever. And here's the last thing I'll say. I need to close this out. But sometimes things take days. Sometimes things take weeks. And listen, guys, sometimes things will take years. Some people go, oh, come on. No, it will. And if, they'll, if you'll stay in faith about it, God will put you through the process of whatever needs to happen for it to manifest in your life. Because there's sometimes that God is going to put you through a process of a deep cleansing or, or whatever needs to happen so that all that stuff will be cleared out of your life so that when it manifests in your life, you can, you can walk in that. You see what I'm saying? Like, for example, if somebody's so... Let's say somebody's believing for healing, but their physical healing is connected to an inner healing. Okay? And the inner healing is connected to a demonic bondage. And the demonic bondage is connected to something generational, like a generational curse. You all follow me? So you pray for the person. God heard you. It's set in motion. So God goes back and he starts breaking the generational stuff. And then he, deli- and this has taken weeks, months, however long, right? They're going through a process of God showing them this. Then God breaks the power of the demonic. They're delivered of that. Then they surrender their heart to the Lord and God begins to heal them. And then on the other side of the inner healing, now the physical healing comes forth. But they received it when they got prayer all those weeks, months, years before. It was set in motion in their life, but God had to go through a process to get them to that place. Does that make sense? But many times when people don't get something right off, they think, well, I guess God didn't hear me. That, that's not how it works. You got to be careful about that stuff because we're, we're not meaning to, but we're calling God a liar. Did not God say that what Jesus said, if you will pray to the Father in my name, he will do it. Isn't that what Jesus said? So we need to be careful about this stuff about God not hearing us. Yes, he does hear us. Oh, yes, he does.